0: Everybody welcome back to another episode of the Tumbling Saber podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm Corey. I'm Carlos. And joining us from the Jam Transmissions podcast, bringing us a little of that happy Star Wars day joy, it's our good pal Rick. What's up, buddy?
1: Rick. You know, I am so happy to be back perched on my throne in the Tumbling Saber lair, your your room, what under the laundry. Or whatever, wherever you dug from, it's uh, it's it's great to be back. I feel like I'm amongst uh, family again.
0: We missed you, buddy. It's been it's been a while since we've actually chatted. We we talk all the time online through Twitter and whatnot, but uh, it's been a while since we heard your voice, and we're glad you were able to squeeze us in.
1: Yeah, I I got permission from the boss. She said, "Yeah, you can go ahead and play with your friends Sunday night. It's fine." I said, "Okay, thank you." <laughs> I, did the, I did the dishes and threw out the trash, and this, this is my uh my room. Rear- I get to talk to my Canadian friends.
2: Yeah, there you go. Awesome, man. man. It's always important to you got to run, run it by the boss, though, man. When it comes to this yeah, I,
1: podcasting
2: I, game, I, I don't,
1: I don't want to, I don't want to get twenty lashes for talking to you guys, and she doesn't know about it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, she
0: she also needs to know so that she can listen after, right?
1: She doesn't listen to this bullshit. <laughs> Are you oh. But, uh, by the way, before we get into really anything, I wanted to say uh, happy birthday to Stu. Um, you know, it, I'm, I know it, it's uh, <laughs> I don't I don't know um, I, it's it, it is today. I don't know if it's today or not. Happy fiftieth, Stu. I love you. You're you're good people, Stubaka. You know. He's, he's. <laughs>
3: it's been about a, it's been about what, a month and a half.
0: <laughs> All good. All oh, thereabouts. What? Why don't you? I it, thought I drank that. Maybe. Why don't you wish him a happy. F- birthday next year like preemptively
1: are we going to have it next year i hope we do
0: that's the burning <laughs> question man i don't know i don't know
1: remember There's when no 2020 just seemed like bird.
0: fertile ground like it's it's a new <laughs> decade i can't wait it's going to be so great so great nope
1: yeah well
2: it had such a cool name too it was like 2020 like oh yeah no, but like 2020 years shit
0: went down Corey, we can't hear you man really yeah get close to your mic yeah talk into the mic
2: <laughs> oh, what?
0: give
2: me work
3: <laughs> this, this asshole's lying he's leaning back <laughs> three feet away from his mic
1: Right. i picked a really good week to come back on and I, this is the best
0: <laughs> oh man here we go so rick what's going on man what, uh, what's been going on in your Star Wars world? How's things over at Jam Transmissions? What's up? You know,
1: everything's pretty good. You know, Pete and I have, uh, I feel like we've really hit our groove on the show. You know, we've been doing it together now for mm, three months or so uh, since he asked me to come on. And, you know, our our communication level behind the scenes is is really good. We, we've really gelled um, as far as, you know, how we want the show to go. The only thing we're kind of lacking right now, and it's really no fault of our own, it's just that, you know, we, we really strive to make the show more uh interactive with listeners and we we do really encourage voicemails and emails and stuff we're not getting them and it's not you know any slight on anybody or anything that's going on it's just you know something that we really uh want to have but it's just you know like a lot of shows you know that the participation has kind of dropped a little bit because reasons um but other than that you know everything has been going pretty well you know i'm still you know doing my thing as far as you know you know listening to the shows as much as i can and in um you know trying to stake my claim in the collecting space and and we'll get into some of that a little bit in a minute i i I assume but yeah you know everything's been really good i'm really enjoying my time on the show and you know some of the feedback that i've gotten uh directly from some people um I'm, i'm really happy to know that the listener base for the show is growing a little bit and you know we've done a little bit you know we've had a couple episodes with guests where we've done some more serious topics and things like that. And we really want to have the show be a vehicle for, um, you know, other people's voices to come on as well. So it, it, it's been a lot of fun. I'm really grateful that Pete asked me to be a part of the show uh, when he did. And um, I'm really humbled, really, by the experience as well. It's not, you know, something that I take for granted.
0: Yeah, no, you guys are doing a great job. I, I love the podcast. It, it, when I You know, my podcast listening is down, but I do try to make you guys uh, a priority. Every each and every week, so uh, great job for you and and Pete and and Eden who pops in now and then. She 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 she's fun, man. I like her. She should join the show more often.
1: Eden's the best, you know. Her work schedule is a little weird. Uh, well, I don't want to say weird, but you know she just has you know different constraints as far as time and stuff. And you know she comes on to talk books with us primarily. Uh, what we call a hashca- hashtag jam transcriptions, uh, where we do our book reviews and stuff. And it's a lot of fun. You know she offers some really great insights, and and you know she has a different perspective. Uh, from us when it comes to some characters and stuff. So uh, thank you you know, for listening and to anybody else that uh, has jumped on board and is listening as well. So it, it is, it, it is a lot of fun and it's something that I look forward to every Sunday when, when I get the chance to talk to Pete and, and, and chat Star Wars.
3: And I love how every day is a Star Wars day. Like I, I really every, enjoy it. I, every yeah. day. Yeah, I enjoy yeah. the, uh, I enjoy the show.
1: Thank you, Carlos. I appreciate that. Really.
0: Yeah. yeah as, as every day should be a Star Wars day. You
1: know, that's how, that's how we try to live it. You know, it's a, there's always something going on. There's always kind of something to talk about unless it's this week where there was absolutely nothing to talk about. Um, (laughs) You know, we still, uh, we still thought like we recorded today and we went, you know, with hot mics, like kind of like, Oh, we don't, what are we going to talk about? We don't know what we're going to talk about. And we just kind of spitballed some ideas at each other. Next thing you know, an hour and 40 minutes later, we had a show um when we really didn't think that we had anything to talk about um because there really wasn't a whole lot of news besides you know Squadrons being released this week so rabbit but yeah I, yeah I, I
0: mean inside baseball on for this pod like this is the least i've ever prepared for one of our shows like i can't remember the last time i was like man like i got a nailed down list of topics here this week is pretty open like there's not a whole lot going on and i i don't know how deep we'll go into any one of the topics we've got tonight but just to go back to something you said um about like listener interactions and stuff and I, we used to thrive on that we used to get like somewhere between 3 and 8 questions like and voicemails per episode yeah those were mine that slowly yeah you 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 were you were part of that as well go back in time we had ads every week and bradley every week and jeff kelts every week and on and on and and slowly that dried up over time and i just wonder if because there's so many podcasts now, and everybody is asking listeners for input, if it if just like we've squeezed the stone dry, you know, like there's just there's
1: no more juice. It's possible, and, and I think there's a little bit of you know one of the things that a lot of us were talking about last year that after episode nine came out, if people were going to start to jump ship, you know, if you know their fan, yeah. if their fandom would win a little bit. I think for most of us, it hasn't. Um, but, you know, a lot of people don't read the books or the comics or, you know, pay attention to TV shows and stuff. I think this year is different with, you know, the advent of The Mandalorian, um, not just being something that we all enjoyed, but that the industry seems to enjoy, you know, with all the Emmy wins and the nominations and stuff. Um, so I think that the the excitement level is still there. But there is also just the, you know, the pressures of the world that, you know, maybe for some people it, it's hard to have this thing to enjoy when you know there's other looming issues out there where you know this for for us this is our escape this is what we do this is how we that isn't fun all the time um and you know that there's some very real world problems that people are dealing with um outside of this space and you know to any one of those people you know feel free to reach out to to really any one of us or you know i don't want to speak for anybody but my ears are always open to anybody that has problems um we you know we did force fest uh, myself and Tyler from Chatter Squadron and Maria from uh, uh, Senses with Sabres talking about mental health issues and it's something that we take very seriously. So it's a very strange year to think that, you know, either people's fandoms have waned or just that there's these pressures that keep people away from uh, feeling positive uh, for, you know, with, with shows like this.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and of course, I, I absolutely. You know, we, we've I think one of the great things about the podcast medium and I think one of the things I or the the greatest thing I like about the community that we've built here is that like I feel like I'm just talking to a small group of friends that's kind of what I envision in my head I'm talking to Kigo I'm talking to Stu I'm talking to Dave like there's there's a small group of people that I know I'm talking to and it makes it easy for me to visualize that uh so it, you know, we're among friends to me like when we do this so Absolutely. Like whenever if 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 something non-Star Wars comes up and you need to just vent, DMs are always open. The email inbox is always open. So yeah, that goes without saying.
2: Um, all right, be quiet, Rick. I want to talk to Corey
1: oh, for sorry. a second.
0: Corey, what's going on? <laughs> I just,
2: what you guys are just saying in the sense that when I joined, like it was really really on. It's we're going on over five years now, man. Doing this week in week out, and. Especially if not not quite. We're not quite at five oh, years yet. We're gonna get there. Well yeah, it was you we're, we're you close. started in twenty fifteen in December. hmm So mm-hmm. yeah, come this December. <laughs> come this <laughs> December it is. Yeah, yeah, but we're not over five years yet. Are you way on? <laughs>
4: Jesus. No. <All> right, right.
1: <laughs> Cor- Corey, don't don't let him <laughs> interrupt you. You speak your mind. Brother Kyle, you speak your statement. truth, Corey. Well, you speak it, your it's truth. true though, man.
2: Like, uh, we, <laughs> like, at first it was like, uh, for me, anyhow, like, I was really, really excited to be on board, and things really happened really quickly with, like, uh, you know, just meeting new people online. And at the time, like, looking back on it, like, I really needed it, man. Like, I was in a really tough spot in my life, like, and it just really gave me purpose and. and like, I love Star Wars so much. and It was just an outlet to to talk every week with you guys. And it just grew and spitballed and became this thing that I never thought was imaginable, you know. And now, like, five years in, like, I'm, I am still enjoy myself every week. But I see what you guys are saying in the sense that, you know, things have kind of waned. You know, the, the, the Skywalker saga is over. And, you know, there's still stuff to talk about every week, like you were saying, Rick. Like, same here. Like, Kyle and I, sometimes we just chatter even on offline, you know, like for God knows how long, about the silliest things, but it's it's awesome, man. That's what Star Wars is all about. It's so fun. But my week in Star Wars, anyhow, let's, let's move it on. Uh, we're going to start the great Mando rewatch this week, you know, preparing for October 30th, I think it is, right? hmm Yeah, so we're going to start that with the family, get, get them all in one last time before it starts, season two.
3: How many times have you watched it?
2: From, Me? From oh, God. the whole season probably like five times really well maybe because i go back to certain episodes on sometimes that i like more than others you know but i definitely watched it three times because basically i'd watch it on my own then i'd watch it with my my significant other then i'd watch it with my son right and then that that's when it came out and since then i've been going back dipping my toe in and it's great man it's just such a great show for
3: me, I, when, when the, the episodes first came out, I, I would watch them twice because we had to talk about it on the show. But after that, I only watched it front to
2: back once, and uh, now my I kids haven't done front it. to back again. That's the thing. I've done front to back three times, and after that, I've just gone back to episodes. But definitely, I'm oh. um, nearing that point. You know? Yeah, yeah. And other than that, just you know. Playing lightsabers with my my boy in the backyard. That's always kind of a, a bit of a hoot. This is like when I trick him, man. I just bait him with the sword, you know what I mean? And as soon as he comes in for strike, I just move it and then like tap him on the shoulder or whatever. And he's just like, just like ah. <laughs> like, it's like you never learn. Stop. I'm like, okay, well, let's not play, but no. Hey, <laughs> was great, it was great.
0: Awesome. Carlos, anything going on
3: in your corner of the world? Uh, Star Wars wise, not really, uh, been working like a dog and, uh, haven't really, uh, had time to, uh, I watched Interstellar, uh, last
0: night at 11 o'clock. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> oh uh, man. There's a heady movie for that hour. Oh uh, yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, I don't know why I just, man, I love
0: Christopher Nolan. Holy cow. Um, uh, yeah. I love that movie. That might be my, might be my favorite Christopher really, Nolan eh? movie. Including, including the Batman movies, Oof. which I like oh, a lot oh. as
2: well, but. Interstellar, I love. The I like it starts, Conception a lot too, man.
3: Yeah, it's a, that's way more... I, I think Interstellar is a better movie. Like, as far as the writing, like, I just think it was... Way more uh, emotional
0: too. Like, I, I was surprised by the way it hit me. Just you yeah. know, the, the way this this guy yeah, but, goes on this mission reluctantly, but then watches his own kids as children get older than yeah. him and eventually die off. Like, that... Yeah, me. as a
3: dad i'm sure it's it's definitely holy cow. yeah no I, I felt the same thing so um so that's it uh i haven't really done much data do, do we jump into collecting or uh, uh or yeah, yeah? Man, go for it yeah so well i can't really say it all because i have a feeling that my older son actually listens to this podcast uh <laughs> <laughs> we're honored so um and
4: desperate <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's going to come up later in the show, I think. Um, no, so I got uh, the Mandalorian and the Child Brickheads. Um, cool. And uh, what else? So I picked up a couple of uh, Christmas gifts and uh, birthday gifts, so you're not... <laughs> secret. It's secret, Miguel. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, what else? Um, oh, the Razor Crest. I almost, I almost got it today. I ended up spending six hundred and fifty dollars today. But it's, I had, I had a big, <laughs> a big, <laughs> a big shopping day. Not all at Lego, but uh, <laughs> so I'm gonna wait uh, to, to get the, uh, the, the Razor Crest uh, until the weekend. But um, yeah, it's, it's not out of stock, which is good. That's why the, the pre-orders. Like I love it when they do pre-orders on stuff because they know how much to, to make, and not have like crazy back orders like for the 501st legion pack or the the aat uh all these all these sets are are on back order man it's crazy um so yeah that's it that's that's what i did for my collecting i got a couple of things but uh you know maybe on a on a patreon exclusive show maybe i'll be able to uh i'll be able to 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 share with the uh uh, with the, the listeners what what i got and actually uh at the end of this uh, episode i'm gonna drop it into the uh, the facebook group so you guys can see exactly what i got it's pretty cool
0: awesome uh rick did you add anything any new acquisitions for you this week
1: um well since the last time i was on the show i have a list of things um <laughs> No, 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 no. I, you know, just, uh, you know, you guys know me in my book collecting. Uh, the last hardcover book that I got was the Darth Plagueis uh, hardcover that I'm so stoked that I finally got. I got it. That came in like a week and a half ago. I'm already maybe, I, I'm taking my sweet, sweet time of reading the physical copy. You guys know me. I'm a lightning reader, but um, I'm really trying to absorb everything in this book. And for anybody who hasn't read this book, it's it's a slow starter. But when it picks up, it picks up. I, it, it's a fantastic read. James Luceno really nailed this book. But um, so I got that. You know, like, maybe two weeks ago, the Resistance broadcast did a live stream commentary of Solo. Um, I think it was, like, September 25th, and they uh, had, like, a small sale where, you know, for, like, patrons or whatever, they, like, opened up their Teespring to, like, with discounts. So, but you know, I got a little Make Solo 2 happen pin, and uh, I bought myself a hoodie that uh, should be coming in in a couple of days. And the only other thing that I've uh, purchased but I don't have yet— um, Hasbro, you know, Hasbro pulse did like their whole big thing last week and you guys devoted the whole last episode to it, which was, which was great, <laughs> <We> um, <did. laughs> but they, so they had all the stuff that came out there, you know, your jar jars and your armorers and, you know, various, you know, space themed, um, figurines. But the, this past Thursday on October 1st, they decided to release the, uh, the convention exclusive Cad Bane uh, with the uh, Toto 360 um, that we saw that was the European exclusive at first. It was in the press release like a month ago that this thing was going to come out October 1st, but then there was no uh, announcement as to when this thing was going to drop. And between myself and and I mentioned this on Jam uh, Transmissions, between myself, um, good friend Ian Gallagher, and Emily Lind, who hosts the uh, Cancel Bike Dispatch, we were like talking to each other like, listen, if anyone sees this thing drop, let the other ones know because we all really wanted it. And I was refreshing Hasbro at 11 o'clock Central, noon Eastern and didn't see any change. And then Emily messaged me and she was like, oh my God, it's there. And just I jumped on it right away. So I, I was able to, to, you know, lock in the pre-order for the Cad Bane uh, convention exclusive. Nice. So, um, and
0: Very nice.
1: Yeah, so I'm, I'm really stoked about it. But like shame on Hasbro because they announced the thing. It was limit one per customer. You know, Yak Face, you know, retweeted the thing, and then maybe 12 minutes or so, 13 minutes or so after I'd put in my order, that's when the email went out that it was up. It was it was already sold out by the time the emails went out. So a lot of people were like, What the hell, Hasbro? But there was no announcement for it. There also was no captcha when during the ordering process, which is something that they had during Hasbro Pulse. Ah, the bots. Yeah. So it got snapped up, whatever was left. Um, But I, I, you know, I, I do feel lucky that I have it, but I also feel really bad for the people who, you know, are at work or, you know, don't have the ability to, you know, check up on these things or whatever it is that, you know, they just couldn't jump on it right away. So um, it's a hot toy, but I also know that the, like the regular box version went up on sale on Dorkside uh, later the same day. and, And I believe those all sold out too, but you know, they're, they're starting to pop up in different shops, but the, it's coming. I've already got my first, you know, email notification, my, my first shipping notification that the thing is coming. So I don't know exactly when, but hopefully before the week is up, um, I'll, I'll have the, uh, the Cad Bane. And, and of all the figures for me to own, I mean, it's my, you know, damn. That's
0: your guy.
2: You got to have that one. Yeah.
1: It's that, my, it, it's my Twitter namesake, you know? So, I mean, it was like, there's no way in hell I was going to let this thing pass me by.
2: Yeah. If it was anyone else, yeah, anyone man, else, I'm, I'm glad hey, they wouldn't deserve it, especially you, Kyle. But, uh... <laughs> Yeah, man, I I have to attest to that. Like, honestly, like everything you just said there was super considerate, man, in the sense that I was at work. You let me know. I was driving to go pick pick up some lunch. I literally pulled over, tried to get my hands on it, gone. And I was like, "Ah!" (laughs) it was it was horrible. Like, honestly, like that was my one thing, you know, like uh, anyway, I'd let so many people know. I let my mom know. My my girlfriend know. I was like, you guys got to get me this thing, like for my 40th birthday or Christmas, whatever, man. Like I really I need this, and those are two people that obviously Kyle would be the only person I can really rely on on to get something like that, and that definitely wouldn't happen. (laughs) But anyhow, I hope. Well, at a max of one per customer, huh? Huh. But you know what's weird? (laughs) Afterward, which is kind of interesting too, is that I think a couple days after. They re-released the the Rex that I have the uh, San Diego Comic Con exclusive. Yeah, that was weird. So that that's yeah, that, sold out that, again. That was a, quite quickly. A,
1: but it, it was a it was a premium members only thing, and I took uh, a look at it just just for the sake of you know I'm not a premium member. I'm not giving Hasbro fifty bucks a year. They can suck it. So I I took a look at it and I went into like the deeper description of the figure, and by the time I backed back out to like the like the sale page for it it was already sold out like in a matter of a minute it was gone so uh, it had to I was, be like you know they they, they they found a box of him somewhere and figured well let's just sell them and get rid of them
2: i hope you kind of give me some kind of false hope in the sense that you know after i told you I was like oh they sold, <laughs> sold out man in tears <laughs> they were just like oh you know they might you know it might pop up again sometime soon and it is possible i mean god to sell it that quickly it's like how many did you make you know what i mean like I get that they're exclusive and whatnot, but man, they're going to become super exclusive. Like you go on, you're going to go online. If scalpers got their hands on them, how much do you think they're going to be asking right off the bat? I would say a minimum two something U.S.
1: Well, I'm always really wary about seeing something sold out on Hasbro anyway. You know, I, when the Paul stuff went up, the, um, the vintage collection Rex said it was sold out for like 20 minutes or so. And I, you know i was like telling kyle like you gotta get it you got because i know you were excited about it and he was like ah, oh, that's already gone and i was like no no no, keep checking and then it popped back up um they refreshed the page and it just happened to pop back up and i was like it's like typing in the group i was like kyle buy the damn thing i know you want it. and he was like well i have a free moment the kids are you know taking a bath or whatever and i was like just buy the damn thing <laughs> you <know? laughs> and um yeah so he he yeah, yeah. I know, Kyle. You ended up getting it, but I, but I know, like that. The, the way the site works, I, I've seen it before, where something will show a sellout, and then a half an hour later, or later on in the day, it ends up popping back up. You know, whether people are holding it in their cart without purchasing it, you know, I don't know how it, how all of that works, but usually, you know, there's always a few that end up popping up at some point. So,
0: yeah, I was lucky to get my hands on that. I mean, it, it's not. I don't have it until I have it, but I did purchase it. So we'll see when that shows up but um on my end star wars wise this week the big obviously the big thing is is uh, star wars squadrons which which we'll talk about in a second um but i i picked up fallen order <laughs> a year plus it's been anybody year since it came out right or is it 2
1: years no it was uh, november last year i think
0: still i'm a year behind so i went to best buy to pick up actually i was going to go to eb games to pick it up so i can get a little bit of a discount and get some points and i was like ah you know what it's it's getting a little late i had my son with me like i'll just i'll take the shorter detour to best buy so we walk in and we just make a beeline for the video games my son finds it he's like we got it i can't believe we got it I'm like, okay buddy it's it's great we got it let's get out of here and we turn around look at the video games on the shelf and i see fallen order 39.99 i'm like that's a mistake so I just grabbed that off the shelf, not even thinking. I shouldn't be buying these things right now, but here I'm like at $39.99. I can't, I can't leave it here. So we walk to the cash. The guy rings me up, goes, "Uh, 155, whatever." I'm like, "Uh, what now?" This one is uh $39.99. He goes, "No, no, it's 79. This one's not on sale." I go, yeah, but uh, the the uh, price tag over on the shelf says 39. He goes, "Are you serious?" Yup. So he's like, I'm gonna go check. He goes and checks. He brings it back with him. He's like, yeah, this is a this is a huge mistake. I'm like,
2: You're like in that case, my I'll gain, take two. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I probably should yeah, have thought of taking two, yeah. but uh, I just wanted to get out of there. But um, no, so he calls. He's like, okay, I'll, he changes it because it's it's game over at this point. He's got he. They have to sell it to me. Uh, so he he changes it to thirty nine. So half price. And then he's like, I gotta get a manager to come over and okay this, put in a code on the re- on the register. That gets done. And the manager's like, somebody's about to get ripped a new A. Oh, geez.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: like, oh no. Like, and I feel now I feel almost bad. I almost want to be like, okay, you know what? Just 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 take it off the it's order. Too late. It's too late. It's too late. I I caught it. I flagged this. I flagged their error. And I don't know. I, I hope it's not a big enough mistake that somebody gets fired. But I may have terminated somebody's employment. Well, it's an inside on job.
2: Friday. Don't like how you were in on it. Who do you know at Best Buy? Yeah.
3: But I'll be honest with you. There, there was uh, in the states. It was on sale for forty U.S. dollars on the weekend. I saw it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it was reduced.
3: So maybe somebody got the wrong yeah, email. I mean,
0: Possibly, who knows how these how the systems are tied in together, Canada, U.S. But they did say like this is a huge mistake. Like this this is not supposed to be happening. The uh, the only time I've seen it discounted here is to 49 at Walmart, and I still didn't pick it up then. Anyway, so we got both of those games. Uh, that was fun. Like it's fun, man. Uh, We'll get into the video games in a bit, but otherwise for me, uh. I finished Dark Disciple, which was my Star Wars content for the week. Just plowed through the rest of that. Maybe the last quarter, last third of the book. Just plowed through that during the week. I loved it, man. I really loved that book. I thought, I thought it was fantastic. I, I just wanted to talk about it. <laughs> I just wanted to talk about the book. and, like, It really upends and, or emphasizes some, some things like the failings of the Jedi of that time. Here they are. Spoilers. Putting out hits on, on people. Like it was like whoa like the Jedi have really gone off the rails here, and so they really hit on that hard. Mace Windu was was a standout in the book, but just you know on his his attitudes and and what he was doing. Obi Wan was great, but the book is really about uh, Quinlan Voss and, and Asajj Ventress and their relationship. It, it it was fantastic. Give me more Christy Golden. I, I she did a great job, and those were supposed to be episodes that aired that just never did. Yeah, you know, that, but I'm, that, I, I think I'm actually happy that that it came out in print. That
1: that book. I remember I did the, the audio book before I had the the hardcover and it was like, one of those, things. I didn't know anything about it. I was just like, ah, star Wars book. I'll check it out. The end of that book was without, you know, giving away any spoilers or anything. It was hard to get through. I was, I had to like, I had to listen to it twice. I was like, Oh my God. And, uh, it's, it's a punch, uh, the the way that that book ends. It is, it is a fantastic read though. I'm I'm really glad you finally got through it. It,
0: yeah, it, I mean, this one, it, it shoots. I mean, of course, it's I, I'm like sort of honeymooning with it right now. But I want to say it's it's in my top three favorite books uh, of the new canon. Like, I really, really liked it front to back. Well, there, there's, it, it was there's 35
1: it's, other books that have come out since that you still have some time to get through. So
0: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Lords of the Sith is up next. and, and you Oh, know, that's, another, that's, about that yeah, one, that's so. another good one. I, I've listened to the audiobook partway through, and it, it was great but now I'm gonna start from the beginning with the book and just and just move through it at my own pace hopefully I'll get through that this month that's my goal um but so last week well actually the, the only other like the collectible I picked up this week was the uh, vintage collection three pack oh. of echo
2: Jesse and fives I saw that where'd you find that <sighs> uh e b eB games did that did they have actually the order Oh, yeah pre- they order, pre- yeah. pre- ordered that
0: it was oh what what a what a glorious yeah, thing that I is holy cow
2: that man I need it well I thought you weren't doing three I the only quarter. do those special action figure ones well the ones that I like anyway they they have like that Luke three pack there with um, Dagoba I didn't go for it even it got marked down to twenty four ninety nine and I still didn't go for it you know no
0: oh it's terrible Luke's yeah, elbows exactly. ruined.
2: exactly you're so you're so right. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I don't know. So yeah, so Afra and a few other ones as well. But they're so chill, and that three pack is just dynamite, like you said.
0: That's oh, so good. It's it's I'm I couldn't be happier with oh. it. Like the the finish on it, like that iridescent finish on the box, it's just so good. I'm so happy to have it. And, and like those those clones are gonna show up in their individual cards anyway at some point, and I'll probably pick them up again. But just to have them that three pack, I couldn't be happier. Super happy with that. Um, but going into last week. I was saying how I was gonna spend last week going through my entire collection and just figuring out stuff that I want to sell so that I could fund the purchase of a Razor Crest off uh, off Haslabs, and like so. I, so I'm st- I started that process, and it's a pain in the ass, man. Uh, but in the end, like I, I ended up, I, I put all of my Revenge of the Sith carded figures up. So that that was about sixty figures wow. carded, uh, a dozen or so Black Series figures. Uh, my original trilogy collection, the three and three quarters that came out about fifteen years ago, uh, the saga collection that followed that, and a, a few other well, random I, things. Why are running by I this by like, me? How is this? Is, is that
3: because what, you? He, he wants zone. money for it, Corey.
2: He <laughs> want you. <money. laughs> steal it. It's gonna come to stealing. That's what's gonna happen. You're gonna well, you were, ta- you're gonna to you were talking. You were talking about
0: stuff. last week about last week. You were saying how you had to stop and slow down. You got too much stuff.
2: I want that Power of the Force stuff. <laughs> what, what, what Power of the Force? I don't know. Whatever stuff? you're talking about. I want to see what you got. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So I he's going to go. He's going to see, it. He's gonna what see what your you whole go. collection,
3: Kyle. He's going to see your whole collection. He's going to go, hmm. Okay, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I'll I give, saw
0: the blocks. I'll, the blocks I'll give, give you 30 thing. bucks for the whole lot. <laughs> oh, he's going to lowball it and then play some sob story. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what's going uh, to happen. Thanks for
1: holding on to my toys. Can but I hand it was, at a discount? Yeah.
0: <laughs> and so I, it was It was really this great exercise that, you know, if you've got a collection that is just kind of spiraling, Corey, it's a good thing to do to sort of like take inventory. And like I put everything into a spreadsheet and like take pictures of it. Anything that I thought I was going to sell, catalog it. And it was really instructive as an exercise to – Get it straight in my head of like, this is important. This isn't. I can sell this. So, in the end, like, I've funded a Razor Crest. Like, I haven't purchased it yet, but I sold enough stuff in one week that I have gone over what it takes to get a Razor Crest. Really? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Awesome, oh, yeah. Man. So, did you look up like, so, you, but dude, now I'm playing the. Did you look at the value of all your figures? And like, I know you probably did with the Black Series stuff. I saw that you, where you had priced them at, but like, your other figures, did you go through them all one by one? And maybe, the-
0: no, no, no. I was, it was, it was more about get, just getting stuff really sold. Do that, so that's,
2: that's, you're, you, man, I don't know, man. I would have looked through them all. I, no, no, I did. I, I looked eBay. through them all. I wasn't,
0: no, I, I, I did for sure. Like uh, the Black Series figures, I would go through and check action figure 411. I'm talking about your three and three quarters. And, yeah, yeah. I got an idea of what they were worth, but. It, it, you know what they're worth and what people are willing to pay are often two different things. So, yep. you know, I check the eBay listings and then just go with okay, if I want to sell this quickly, I'm going to have to, you know, take a little haircut and just just gonna move it quick, bite man. the bullet a little bit. Cuz I I, I that, that was the thing. I want to move it quick. And so some things were pretty like Can't believe this. like crazy priced. I saw I still have some stuff. I mean, if you want to buy some stuff, I got stuff. I want, I want to see some um, stuff. Like, that's the thing. Hey, you got pictures. That's you the thing. Inventory. Like, Send me your spreadsheets. Th- like, things started <laughs> moving, right? And I'm like, this feels good. Like, I'm cleaning stuff out. I'm getting paid for it. Like, this feels good. I'm just going to keep going until the like, selling anything. The I are left. Are... <laughs> <laughs> when you give something, you, you give me? it. It's not yours
3: anymore. Shut
4: <laughs> <Chuck. laughs> <laughs>
0: but anyway like it was just it was a great exercise and I've got the bug now I just want to keep getting stuff out the door and to me, like I've taken that, that mindset of if I can't display it or open it and if the if the alternative is it goes in a box in the storage room, sell it and so I'm kind of taking that approach to things now, I'm getting close to the end of what I'm willing to part with but uh, man, and Corey if you want to see the spreadsheet I'll send you the link but it's been a good week for that now but then i start playing the, the uh the game with myself i'm like well the razor crest is cool but wouldn't a hot toys ahsoka be cool too which
2: razor Quest, <laughs> so, uh, crest are we talking about here the the vintage series one
0: the has lego one yeah the, the has labs jesus no the has labs man and the, the the big boy Ooh. the big boy. we're, we're playing with in, in the big league here with, so with you must have Has-Labs sold a lot game. of stuff no Oh yeah, it's it's like I went in excess of what I need, and like I still have more that is going to sell. I already know it. Like people are already asking me about it. It's a matter of time before the rest of the stuff that I've got out there sells. So I'm I'm am I'm gonna sell hundreds and hundreds of dollars. You're gonna stock. regret this, man. <laughs> like my words. No, I won't. You know what it is? It's it's the original, like something like the original trilogy stuff. Uh, That collection that, you know, remember that series that came out in 04 sort of kicked off that, that vintage craze.
2: Prequel people are just starting to make big money now.
0: (laughs) No, 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 no. I mean, no. It's like I have the 40th anniversary set, right? So I have that vintage card. Look, I've got vintage collection figures. I've got the retro collection. Like there's some super, superfluous stuff here that I don't need anymore. So it can go and go to something that's gonna sit proudly on a shelf, like a big, huge Razor Crest, or uh, that vintage collection Falcon, the the, uh, the Galaxy's Edge one. Like it could go to that, or it could go uh, to to a Hot Toys. The options are open now because I've actually funded that thing. It's like it's it's house money. I mean, it's my money, but you know what I mean. Like it's it's stuff that was sitting in my storage room that has now been turned into potential, which I love. So. I got a month to, to kind of sit on that because I think November 9th is when uh, they stopped taking orders for Razorcrest. But I, I'm, I'm really excited and, and I'm just going to keep selling stuff. My 40s is coming up. So we'll see where up. I end. Sure yeah. is, Corey. Sure is. <laughs> uh, otherwise, uh, that was kind of my week in Star Wars. It, it kind of went by real fast. <laughs> like like It really kept me busy. Like I'm glad. it was. It's sort of like I'm not working right now, which sucks. But if I was, I would not would not have had time to do the amount of of heavy lifting that I did in in plowing through the collection. So uh, I'm glad I had that time. Uh, otherwise, it was all about uh, sitting down this weekend, playing some video games. Um, that that, that was fun. So me and my little guy, we would go downstairs, and we made it. We made a deal with them, I'm, or we made a deal with each other, and we said, "Okay, you get to play." Fallen Order. I, I, I let him choose. I'm like, do you want to play Squadrons first or Fallen Order? And he's, he kind of, uh, all right, Fallen Order. And I said, okay, you get to play this. I'll watch you. Tomorrow, I'll play Squadrons. You watch me. So he plays Fallen Order, and he, he's loving it. He's he's having a great time. He's figuring it out. Uh, and then I get to play Squadrons today. And not five minutes into the training mission, he's backseat driving. Like, And he's telling me <laughs> what to do, where to go, how to play do this, do that, go there, go, follow the arrow. And like, he's got it. Like he's fault, he knows the mechanics of the game already. Five minutes in, six years old. Like he was like that, uh, you know, the smarmy IT guy who gets annoyed at your computer literacy. And is like, yeah. okay, he was getting frustrated watching him, So he's like, dad, Jimmy dad, the IT- dad, give me the remote. Guy. <laughs> move, move, yeah. move. So he was so persistent and he's like, give me the remote. So I'm like, okay, here you get to try it. And I never got the remote back. He just played it for like another hour and a dude. half. dude. And like, he's, he's killing it. He got like four levels deep. And I just sat there like doing a good job, buddy. Yeah. Can I play now? No, when I die. And he just, he doesn't die. <laughs> but man, Rick, you got, you got to play a little bit of squadrons.
1: Yeah. You know, I, uh, I did the pre-order. Uh- I fired it up Friday night for a little bit and uh, played maybe an hour yesterday and an hour and a half today. It's uh, it's something else, man. Like the the gameplay mechanics are pretty sweet. You know, the um, it takes some getting used to. You know, that's like the biggest thing. Like, you know, I joked in the group the other day that like turning is hard. The turning's not easy. <laughs> it's it's uh, you know I, I'm used to you know your like the D pad or the left joystick being the thing that controls the way you want to move you know up down left right and that's not how the controls are set up so like if you want to turn like i'm playing on a playstation so like if you your right stick controls your your turning um and your left stick controls your speed and your uh like your roll, and and it's it's hard to get used to like because i'm used again like on the left side i'm like no i want to turn left you And you can't know, configure it you can, but I just went in stock and I'm like, you know, I start off playing like I want to turn right. Next thing I know, I'm the ass, I'm the idiot that's doing a barrel roll instead of turning <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it it takes a little bit of getting used to. But but it lends itself to the immersiveness of the game. Like you're in the cockpit, not just visually, but like oh. you have to adjust things as you play. You cannot just jump in and start shooting. You have to be wary of your shields and how they're you know how the strength is either front or rear you know if you need to you know do things like uh, like drifting you have to have your speed powered up you need your shields powered up if you're fighting a star destroyer or something like a capital ship like there's so many things to be cognizant of um that it really puts you in the like kind of like the emotional space of the game where like there are some stakes that you you know you need to be aware of everything that's going on around you much in the same way that fallen order was that you can't just butt mash your way through um you have to stop and nope. think about strategy about how you're going to take down a boss character and squadrons is 100 uh like a similar kind of gameplay even though you're in a cockpit
0: i love i i love that I, I thought i would struggle with it and of course i will at some point but i i you're right like it's so great for the immersiveness of the game like it puts you right in there and i love that you can't switch out of cockpit view mm-hmm. like you're in it you're in
2: that tie fighter you're in yeah, that that's x-wing what I, that's you're Kind of question that I had it's there. It's so cool. Like, I really do love flying like, behind you when like, like, you see the VR. plane moving and all that. But I, I kind of get it, you know.
0: Yeah, like at first I was like, okay, how do I get out of this view? But then I realized that you can't, and that's partly the point. I was like, you're in the cockpit. It's almost like a simulator, and it's that's you know, what I was kind of begging for in a, in a game. So here I am, and I've got it. And this is you're locked into this cockpit. And I thought I'd be terrible at it, but it's really cool. I like the logic behind. All right, you're making a, an attack run on a star destroyer, so put your power in the front shields, and then when you're ready to attack, you know, charge up your weapons to full, and then go go nuts. Is there like,
3: a story? Is there like, a, like, is the gameplay interrupted by uh, by storytelling? Or um... yeah, there's a story to it.
1: Yeah, but
0: there's a campaign to it. It's, it's but there's
1: not, but it's not in the way of like cutscenes. You know, it's you're getting the story through um, your briefings. Like your your mission briefings. You know what I mean? You, you it it's not like with Fallen Order you would complete a thing and then there's you know ten minutes of exposition that's you know in an animated sequence. This is your finding out backstory, like I said, through three of their mission briefings, and you're getting little bits and bobs in the missions themselves because the ships talk to each there's banter in between, you know, the different pilots.
0: and that's that's kind of the like what I loved about it is that I was always like, well, how am I going to know really when to switch to, sh- like, power up my shields or emphasis on the engines? You're kind of cued through that, like, when you're, when you're pl- you know, you're pilot, air quotes, you're, you're, they call you pilot. Um, so you're going through and your squad leader will be like, all right, we're making the attack run on on the Star Destroyer. Like, hit the boosters." so you'll, like, just floor it on the engines. Or he'll—they'll just straight up say, like, put all power to to front deflectors. Okay, so how to right? So charge up my shields, hold this button, and that was one of the other things. Like you look at the character, the, the map, <laughs> and like the little insert in the box that shows you what all the buttons do. Every single re- button on the remote does at least one thing, depending on what it is you need to do. It's it, it gets kind of intimidating, like it's it's crazy, but. It's so immersive. I, I'm really loving it so far. Uh, and the thing that kind of stood out to me about both games so far, and especially Fallen Order, is the, the music. Like, fabulous music to both so far. I, it's so, so good. So Star Wars,
1: too. Yeah, there, there's, a, uh, so I, I'm loving there's a soundtrack that was released with it, too. Was there not on Friday?
0: Yes. Yeah, there was. Uh, I haven't listened to it yet, but I've listened to, I've, I've listened to the uh, Fallen Order soundtrack like, after having picked it up a little bit, it's incredible, man, I, I, the, the the composer's name escapes me, but give this guy a shot, like, I know, I know over at Force Fest, we talked about the music of Star Wars, and I don't think I mentioned this guy at all, whoever did it, it's, it's an incredible Star Wars soundtrack, and I, I don't know if that's just his style, or if he was deliberately aping uh, John Williams, but, the, the Star Wars signature is all throughout that soundtrack. It's it's so good. It helps so much. But yeah, the the music stood out to me so much. And I just... I love these two games so far. So I'm, I'm going to be busy for a while. Um, but yeah, man. Squadrons, it's where it's at. At some point, we're going to get a squadron. The Saber Darts are going to go live. We're going to have some fun with that at some point. But uh, man, they did a killer job. A killer job with this game. At, I'm an easy mark. Rick, I don't know where your standards are for video games, but... I, I, I'm loving this so far, and it's it's the game itself is being met with pretty much universal praise, which is good for yeah. EA for a change.
1: I'm I'm pretty easy when it comes to video games. Like, you know, give me something to do, and I'll do it. There are there's plenty of games that I've picked up and started that I'm like, no, this isn't for me. Obviously, slapping a Star Wars label on it makes it very easy to get into for us. But yeah, the, these these two games these past two years are like. For me, personally, like they represent like the gold standard for each of their respective gameplay styles. So yeah, I mean, well done, everybody. Even like the bits in in the story, the little, you know, those little cannon tendrils that you know are leeching out. You know, there's a mention of the 224th Clone Battalion at one point who are like. The Band. i, I don't know—you uh, know—I don't want to give up. It's not really like a spoiler thing, but it's just—it's—it—it's it, it's a mention. And there, those are the uh, the mud jumpers that are in mentioned in the uh, the rookies episode of um, uh, Clone Wars. You know, yeah, Wars, there, yeah. There's some other names that pop up. Uh, there's a connection—a really small connection—to the Han Solo uh, mini series of comic books from Marvel that you know they put out a couple of years ago. There's there's already things that I'm starting to notice that the uh, the story group has had their hands in. That really makes it feel like a part of a bigger story as opposed to just this is where you exist in this timeline and here's your mission um there's there's um there's some really cool threads that they've that they've thrown out so like it's it's and it's one of those things that you know if you're reading the books or the comics or you know you, you know you pay not, enough attention to the movies and you hear a name or a word it like like oh I, I know what that is i have heard that somewhere so you you know you pick up the wikipedia or something and you you find out this other story and it's like Wow, this is connected to that one thing. And like it it it's it, it's really cool for you know for the canon junkies who you know really get into that stuff. Like I'm sure Marie, when she finds out, you know, some of the story elements in this game, like the specifics like that, like she's gonna be eating it up. So it it, it, it it's very exciting though. It's a really it's a really cool uh story in in uh the gameplay in it. dynamics are, are really cool also.
0: Yeah, I'm loving it, man. So, like again, I'm an easy mark, but it's good to see that sort of everybody else. Is sort of loving this thing too and having a good time with it. Like I, it's rare. Like you saw people getting it Friday, and, and Alex and Molly, they were doing stuff on Friday. Lots of people, like live streaming their their first experiences with with Squadrons, and everybody coming away going, "This is a blast!" And like the pro air quotes pro reviewers saying, "This game is awesome. The story is tight. It's a good time, man. I, I'm I'm loving this thing." All Hold right, on, uh, Before before we move things. on,
3: before we move on, remember last week I, I did the Lego rundown. I just want to clarify one of one of the sets. Yep. Remember what we talked about uh, the Millennium Falcon uh, microfighter? Like, what the hell are they doing? Like, they just released one a couple of years ago. Well, I got news mm-hmm. today that uh, the Millennium Falcon might be the Kessel Run Millennium Falcon. So it might be the white nice. Millennium Falcon from Solo, and we're probably going to get another Lando minifig. So that's that's cool. That's why they did that. So I, I'm. I just want to you know because we did crap on them a little bit. Uh, yep. so, um, if that's, uh, if that's a rumor and it comes out to be true, then, um, hats off to them for doing something a little, a little different and
0: not another OT. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm glad that, yeah, that's, that's a long time coming. Uh, cool. So if you guys like SNL and you like comedy and you like bald Yo. redheads,
4: Jesus,
0: <laughs> you're going to love next week's S host for SNL. You, did you guys see all this? Yeah, I yeah, saw Bill that. Burr. so happy. Yep. Bill Burr's hosting SNL next weekend, which is not really a Star Wars item, but, you know, he is Mayfeld in The Mandalorian. And he so And also, he's allegedly back?
4: He's back, know. baby. He's still so, alive,
0: so it's all good. We know he's alive. Yeah, we know Mayfeld is still kicking. And, you know... I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on here just for a second. But if you, if you listen to Bill Burr's podcast and you listen to the bill, the bill Burt podcast, mm-hmm. they, they've spoken about Rosario Dawson twice in the last couple yeah, of weeks. But
3: this is, but, but I'm going to tell you why, because she was in um, uh, Macon, Georgia where, where what's his, uh, what's that soul's name? Burke Kreischer, where Burke Kreischer was yeah. uh, doing yeah. his online show.
0: Right. So the thing that I thought was interesting is that Bill clams up when she comes when she t- when they talk about her. Oh
3: uh, yeah. That's really so, so either he's, he's you're really tinfoil hatting it I think at this point. Yes,
0: I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I I know. I and I'm because but, he, so I'm thinking in my head like Because when he talks about Snoop Dogg he clams up. He's like, "Why are you telling secrets out
3: of school?" <laughs> like he only 'cause cuz Burt Kreischer's like does there's he has a screen door and his steel trap. Like there's he he does not know how to keep a secret.
0: <laughs> he's like Elaine after Peach snaps, but Bill. Yes. <laughs> Bill is great. He is like Bill is amazing at keeping his privacy. Like none of us knew he was having a uh, they were having a second kid until his wife was eight and three quarter months pregnant, and it was only because his daughter let it slip on the podcast. So he's really good at at keeping his his personal life as tight to his chest as he wants so but i did notice that like he's bill's not talking about rosario so i wonder if there's so connected to this uh uh the guys over at the uh i saw this uh, why am i forgetting their podcast Corey and noah kessel kessel run yeah the kessel run transmissions uh they've got the list of writers for the second season of mandalorian 2 uh, chapters 9 10, 11, and 12, all written by John Favreau. Chapter 13 by Dave Filoni. 14 Favreau. 15 Rick Famuyiwa. And 16 John Favreau. So, what the takeaway, what they were kind of, I can't remember which guy said it, but the smart money saying the 13th episode or 13th chapter written by Dave Filoni will be Ahsoka's appearance. Like, who else is going to write Ahsoka for her, you know, her, her uh, live screen debut? So, I wonder, you know, if bill burr and his gang are back and they're looking for a little bit of retribution after what happened in season one and you know, things are getting hot and they're about to take it out on the mando and, and reclaim the child it's such a small who fry, better though to come in
2: i guess it's a good way to introduce yeah. her but man it's like so-
0: well who better to swoop in and kick their ass than than ahsoka and dispatch of this like low-level gang of 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 hooligans yeah, but right? The regular like, audience who don't
2: the floor who doesn't know her at this point yet like like, what she did to the Inquisitors, like, in disarming them without a saber, like, that was kind of a bit more of a statement. These are Inquisitors. It's not, like, Mayfield-filled, you know?
0: No, but, I mean, he could be back with, like, the whole gang, right? Or with extra enforcements. Like, who knows? And I, I can just imagine Ahsoka, like, strolling in and taking these guys Look, down, that, that, like, in three that, seconds That ship flat. is
3: floating in space, Right. And we know for a fact that there was a beacon uh, that the X-wings followed to uh, the the what's that biker's name again? Perlman was it? Yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. And uh, so th- they th- that that prison ship was probably collected by the resistance, right? So well, maybe not the resistance, but the Republic. So New Republic, yeah. Uh, you know he's he's probably uh, in a detention center somewhere and uh who knows what happens in the transfer of these things like you know the hijinks yeah
2: yeah
3: the hijinks are bound
0: yeah so that i mean that's 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 that we'll see what happens i know I, I know i put my tinfoil hat on but that's what that's what we're allowed to do you know we're not i'm not going to get married to my own speculations here but
2: we'll see how it plays out but i'm super stoked yeah.
0: Uh, anyway, Favreau, I just want to
2: chime me quick here. John Favreau went too far. Like I just want to say thanks again to Rick, <laughs> just in the sense that you know you tried to let me know about the exclusive, but I you know skipped over my collecting update. So I just want to say that you know you I made the pre order for the dork side on Cad Bane. You know the regular, uh, the regular figure, whatever. Oh, the
1: regular box one, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Just just the regular one.
1: <laughs> well, you're welcome.
2: Uh, anyway, I, I really <laughs> appreciate it. Like, <laughs> if i missed out on that one i really like again like kyle said like you know it's not here so it's not really mine yet but uh i got in there before it sold out cuz of you so you know it's better than nothing but uh yeah just the regular one well, he's
0: I'm, he's going to be a tough figure to get a hold I of i think so him and him and the mando those it's like they know this is these are the figures know. that fans are going to want let's make none of them anyway uh, so cool, man. Uh, John Favreau, my guy. He's writing six of the eight episodes in in season two, and I don't know. I can't remember who wrote what in season one, but it's a very John Favreau heavy season.
2: That's all right with me, man. So,
0: absolutely, that's my guy. Well, Baloney's bike. Uh, cool. So, <laughs> <laughs> look out for that, and of course, Bill Burr next weekend on SNL, which which is funny. Really. I guess I don't know why. Like I remember. Once, this has got to be three, four years ago, maybe more on the podcast, his podcast, uh, he got a listener question. He's a guy that does not struggle for listener questions, but he got one saying, hey, man, love your work, but would you ever consider doing Saturday Night Live? And he was like, why the hell would they ever want me? He's like, that's not even on my radar. Like, why would they ever want me? Like, I'm just a bald, redheaded C word. Like, (laughs) they they can get like the biggest names.
3: Telling shit jokes in a strip mall.
0: Yeah, and 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 now look at him, right now he is hosting SNL. I, I didn't listen to his Thursday podcast last week, so I don't know if he announced it. I, I imagine that he he could be recording his podcast right now as we speak for yeah, Monday. No, he
3: didn't announce it. Um, uh, it was announced on All Things Comedy uh, on uh, on Instagram. So um, yeah, he didn't say anything about it on the on the show.
0: I'm very happy for him. It's it, it it's great. I mean, I don't know what I guess he's going to do. You know, five seven minute bit. As a cold open, as as most comedians do when they host the show. Oh, you you mean the monologue? I'm His I'm excited. Monologue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll probably he'll do a he'll do an uh, whatever act he's been working on, and you know, during the pandemic, is but Pete, uh, is Pete Davidson I'm excited, still
3: man. on SNL? Yeah,
1: yeah,
3: yeah. Oh, so they're they're gonna definitely have some fun.
0: Yeah, they're gonna yeah for sure. And you, you wonder if Pete's the guy who made it happen too. Maybe. That's a, that's it's a funny point. You know, actors... I, I, they must, I don't know if they're so busy getting back to work now that, you know, the productions are so far behind, so actors are kind of super busy or they can't travel because because they're working, they can't leave. So It feels like SNL's kind of had to be like, all right, who else can we get? Like, <laughs> We can't get any actors. So where do we go? Let's get some comedians in. Which works, fine, because they can broaden their scope a bit, but I never thought I'd see this. So next... Next Saturday, I'll be taking a nap mid-afternoon so I can stay up and watch the whole damn show. Because I usually punch out after weekend update. Uh, but for Bill, I will stay up the whole night.
3: Yeah, I don't Look have cable, you. so I don't know how I'm going to watch it. Like uh, somebody needs to strip it and and send me a private link.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it'll be somewhere online within within the hour. But it's gonna be it's gonna be great, man! I can't wait to see it. And even if it's bad, I'm still gonna love it. Can't be bad, man. With the opening uh,
2: stuff, with the political commentary.
0: Well, yeah. Yesterday,
2: yesterday's season premiere was a bit bumpy. Well, it wasn't horrible. I mean, Jim Carrey kind of knocked it out of the park a bit.
1: Isn't imperson- He looked like, uh, his Joe. His Joe Biden looks like a fire marshal. Bill.
2: <laughs> it's pretty good, though. You got to I give him credit for it, man. I see where he's going with it. Yeah, I
1: mean, he he's he he stretches.
0: Of course, he stretch, stretches the impersonation, but. I felt like everybody was obviously out, way out of practice. Like, the the, the rhythm, the timing of the opening skit was way off, I thought. Like, it was really clunky. Anyway, who cares? Uh, let's let's jump into an area of Star Wars that... I know that the three of us that are usually on the pod here don't have a lot of experience with. We'll see if Rick can kind of float the boat here. But uh, according to one Daniel Richtman, mm. who's who's a well-connected guy, he's got a couple of podcasts... Uh, He told his Patreon supporters that Lucasfilm was working on multiple projects centered on Darth Bane. But there's no information as to whether it's movies, Disney Plus stuff, video games, something else entirely. So here we go again with the idea of taking uh, a much-loved character out of Legends, who we have met very briefly in canon, uh, and making a big deal of it. This is a fan favorite from the Legends side of things. Um... So I don't know. Rick, what do you know about Darth Bane? Like is this something that you're interested in? And you think that they should do? Like what's your uh, what's your take on this whole rumor and your your I guess relationship to Darth Bane?
1: Um well, he's an excellent kisser. Um we enjoy walks on the beach. <laughs> um no, he the thing about Darth Bane, you know, like a lot of people, he's kind of like one of the two like named pillars of the old Republic era, but you know, where you get him and say like a Darth Revan, Ravon. Yes. Ravon. And, uh, <laughs> the gravitas of Ravon, yes. um, the, uh, shut up, Corey, the, you get um, it, man. Uh, you just get it. <laughs> the, he, uh, no, but he, he's one of those pillar characters because, you know, he was given enough of a story. I mean, there's three books dedicated to Darth Bane that, uh, are, the the Lynch, are they uh, canonical, No, they're legends um, at this point, but, but I don't think that there's anything in the three books that they couldn't just port them over if they really wanted to. Um, I don't think that they will do that because Star Wars does not do straight adaptations of just about anything. Um, But praise be. Yeah, exactly. But this, this character could present a really cool change in the way Disney Lucasfilm does storytelling because we don't have any stories that are 100 percent based from your dark side user you know you're from your villain you know what we got like in the vader comics is he's meant to be somewhat more sympathetic whereas you know we've learned about you know the things that great on him and you know the good that's still in him for you know whatever stretch we want to put on that but bane is a character who starts off in a bad place and it just put you know he just gets worse and by the end of the trilogy Uh, You know, I don't want to give anything away for, you know, a a set of books that's, you know, 10 years old or whatever, but uh, um, it's not, you know, like your standard kind of redemptive story um, that we're kind of used to for for Star Wars. So I don't know that Disney would lean heavily on a dark side uh, focused story. It would be something cool. I mean, it's one of those things that if it is dark side leaning that you could see it more in a video game as opposed to like the animated space. I do not see this being a movie by any stretch because you know they the the you know production you know, schedules for everything are such a limbo right now that i can't see them greenlighting this that said from what i understand of what uh what danny rickman said is that you know this is something that's quote unquote in development in development means that you know somebody brought it up in a meeting like hey i heard about this one character yeah let, let's put that on a back burner that's in development there's nothing more than you know there's nothing that says it's in production and you know, but it's something that we obviously know that the higher ups know who this character is. They know, you know, they have social media people that are looking at, you know, trending hashtags and stuff like they know well enough that what people like and what they want to see. It's not out of the realm of possibility that we get some kind of expansion of story for Bane, but I, I don't know that Disney will go, you know, full bore into a dark side story. I, I don't know if I see that in, you know, anytime soon. Not that they haven't done dark material or anything, but I just, I don't know if they would do that.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. Like I, I can't, of course, yeah, we've had the Vader series and we've had a Darth Maul mini series, but I don't see them doing anything major focusing on a dark sider. I, I can't see that happening.
2: I, I really I can't disagree, man. Just in the sense that with this character, like he's the one that brings upon the rule of two. Uh, like Rick was kind of saying, like when Take a character like Thrawn, for example. He's been plucked from Legends. And Bane is a Legends character who was introduced in The Clone Wars. So we know he's canonical now. But, you know, they can really just... Again, like they did with Thrawn. They could just erase whatever he did in the past and just take kind of his attributes and put it whatever they want. So this, to me, it's it could be fodder for a really cool series or... Not a standalone film, but like even possibly a series of films, because you can possibly see like the rise, the demise, and the rise kind of of the Sith in the sense that how cool would it be to see a Sith army man and then that Sith army get killed off by its on its own or by the Jedi, whatever? You know, it kind of brings me to like Malachor when we see it on uh, *Twilight of the Apprentice* and *Rebels*, right? There was some kind of crazy battle there between all kinds of Jedi and Sith and some kind of super weapon went off that turned them all to like glass, (laughs) which is really cool. (laughs) So I'd like to get stories like that. And this is a good foundation for that to bring this character in his rise and fall kind of a la Palpatine, right? If the Skywalker saga is just pretty much Palpatine's story just as well. Well, this you just give it the evil guys story, right? But at the same time, you're not only going to see his side, you're also going to see the Jedi at that time as well. Like, you'd have to have that the confrontation of the two, but I guess the focus would won't be more on him. And I could see them being... I don't see it being a bold decision to go ahead and do that. To me, it's, it's, it's a way of building a big foundation for another great set of epic trilogies, you know? Like, that's what I want to see. Like, when I go to Star Wars, like, this next... Uh, era that we have coming in the in the comics and stuff with the the high republic like yeah it's cool but it's only 200 years before i mean some things can change i guess but you know we're talking like three four ten thousand years prior like there's a lot of stuff there that you know it's just it's a blank slate for the writers in the sense that you know these crazy wars happened and it erased so much information and stuff like that, and all this stuff got lost over the years because of said events. like I, I i'm I'm all about this, man. Like I love the ancient lore stuff, so I think this could be a way of building upon that. And if it's true, I think it's kind of cool, man.
1: this is something this is something that Pete and I talked about the recording earlier today that you know, you can tell a Bane story and keep it somewhat true to what exists in the books. Um, If they wanted to go that route, but tell it from the Jedi perspective in the books, um, there is, you know, the 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 armies of the Jedi um, led by General Hoth um, in, in the Legends books. And you can frame it from that aspect where, you know, they're aware of this of this threat, this this dark side presence, you know, that the Brotherhood of Darkness, you know, is gone. And we know that, you know, there's this one other person who kind of still exists. And you can frame it from that kind of perspective. But I don't know if you again, if if they're keeping it close to what exists in the books, if they try to you know port that over onto screen in one way or another, there's no happy ending to it. You know, there isn't there isn't an end to it that where there, where there's a like a finality, you know, because we know that the rule of the rule of two, which is again one of those central pillars of you know kind of the lore of Star Wars, um, it it starts there and it continues for a thousand years. Um, We know it exists in in the modern canon. But to frame that as the start of your story, to me, just seems a little bit, a little odd. Um, Not that I don't want to see it, but I think that it would almost be better for Lucasfilm to lay the foundations for the Old Republic as a whole before they get into a Bane story. Um, Because you have to see... Yeah, I, I. There's a definite fall, um, both of the Brotherhood of Darkness and in the Lightside users um, at, at the time um, uh, under Bane's thumb. And I don't know if you can tell a story starting with just that fall and it's just this one person. You have to give some kind of a context to it that's not just the opening call of the movie because the Old Republic. His storytelling is so rich, there's so much material there to be mined from that it would almost be a disservice to have it just start from this one point, from my you know, in, in, in my opinion.
3: Uh, uh by the way, uh well, under in Stum is my favorite Rolling Stone song. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> under my that's, a, like, oh, that's what I'm saying. Like they just need a, a big character like that. Like again, Thron, for example. Everything that he did in his uh, you know heir to the Empire and all that it has nothing to do with how they brought him back into Rebels. So, like, they could take this character and make it you know, super long ago if they want. They don't necessarily, you know, they, it's like, I don't know, they kind of do it in Marvel, too, you know, they take these different comic books that, I like, mean, these storylines and, and mash them all together, you know?
0: Yes, Carlos, he is. he's in Season yeah. 6. I, but he's
1: in Rebels, too? Very briefly. Bane, uh, Bane,
2: knows. He's
3: yeah,
1: you six. yeah, Cor- Corey, to your yeah, point you said about rebels th-
3: instead of Clone Wars, but whatever,
1: it's all good. Corey, to your point about Throne, I think the difference there, <clears throat> you have this character, even in his legend sense, exists within the time frame that we're familiar with. You know, they could do what they can, just slap the name Bane on anything and, and write a, a wholly brand new story. If they did that, we know that, you know, fandom being the totally calm and collective group that we are would be <laughs> completely okay with that. Um but you know Bane for Timothy Zahn, his collection of books in his mind, he said this in interviews, can all exist within their own timeline. Um that's the legends and the the new canon books. They can all exist together to him. We know that if we're gonna, you know, stick to the adherence of, of whatever canon is, that they don't. Uh, but Bane is a completely different thing. Like I said, they can do something 100% completely new and change his story uh, you know, they can find a new oh way to, boy. to to bring yeah, they they can find a new way to bring about the rule of 2. I don't think that that's a good idea. I said this with Pete earlier that if <laughs> if, if they're going to go with a, a Darth Bane uh, story, whatever media that they want to do it in, whatever medium they want to do it in, um have Drew Carpisian come in as a consultant the way that Tim on was for Thrawn, the way that Filoni does with Ahsoka, you know, have him, you know, give his input. Cause not only did he write Bane, he wrote a bunch of other old Republic stuff. You know, he knows this material. I mean, he created a lot of it, you know, under the guys or under the, 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 the tutelage of, of Lucasfilm at the time. And, in, in you know, in the, uh, you know, the publishing groups and stuff like that. But, you know, give him you know the the authority to say like, no, I don't think that's something that Bain would do or yes, that's something that he would do to try to do something completely independent um without that knowledge behind it i it's uh, you'd stand to kind of cheapen the character a little bit because
2: oh, it, he's I, such I a, think I, Disney's smart enough definitely to consult him for sure I would hope so. well he, he, he's
0: yeah. he's so you can't i mean you can't you can't do that project and not have him be. But it like super it seems involved, like, as involved seems a, like he as he doesn't not.
1: have any contact or any any ties with anybody Lucasfilm right now. People have asked him, you know, like, hey, you know, like do you see anything bane happening? He was like, I don't know, but I'd love to be a part of it. You know, I
0: Yeah, I, I remember uh, you and McGregor also lying about, yeah, but, about reprising Obi Wan for four but years.
1: He's a dirty, no good liar, just here he is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean and that's well this is the thing, right? So I presume that Drew Carpishan did his very best when he did these stories, and a lot of people love them. A lot of people think that is the best Star Wars, period. Right? Like, they are devoted to this era, to these characters. So if they bring these characters in, specifically Bane, and that also goes for for Darth Rivon, they just... These people, by and large, want a straight adaptation. And to me... Like I've said this before, but that is a waste of time to me. If, the, if, if that's what we're going for, it's a huge, colossal waste of time. Just take those books and take off the Legends banner, re-canonize them. Just to, to to go through the exercise of using those those books as screenplays and making movies out of it, to me is a giant waste of creativity and resources. When you could just we can just get to the heart of the matter. And just canonize them done and you're legitimized it's done it's in canon we're out but to me like i man like you, if you're gonna bring this guy in darth bane carpishan's got to be a part of it but he like from his perspective and i guess you have Zonas as sort of the, the the counterbalance but he'll say like i gave you the story already <laughs> am i supposed to do it again like there's at least with Thrawn. The circumstances to which they brought Thrawn in were different from when Thrawn brought, or when Zon brought Thrawn in in, in the early '90s. Like he came in after Return of the Jedi. In this, they brought him in pre A New Hope. So, but there's nothing that exists canonically for the Old Republic. So he would just say, just just do that, just adapt it, and maybe they'll go, okay, well, let's let's adapt it, and then I'll be like, okay, well, I'll just I'd rather read the books.
1: See, it, so I, I don't know th- that that's kind of like to my point of what I, I was saying that like, I don't know if it would be the right way to introduce Bane just to have like his own standalone thing if they're going to write a whole new story. Let's think about, you know, we had, you know, the original Thrawn trilogy back in the 90s. Let's just say that the book that just came out was the first thing that we've had for Thrawn in the new canon. It's his, you know, uh, it, it's his life on Chilla in the Unknown Regions. And that was it. You know I think it would be a really hard sell to say like here's the origin of this character who we only know from legends. You know, it, yeah in the that's that saying like he was never in rebels, none of the other books came out, that's a tough jumping off point. But like oh yeah everybody loves this character. And here you're introduced to an entirely new culture from a you know I don't I don't know if it would have the same um excitement level. I mean I you know people would buy it and read it but it, it would be really hard to get into because the bedrock for the character isn't there in the same way. And I think you can, the the same risk is kind of run with Bane where if you just bring him in as he is without laying down the bricks for the old Republic ahead of it, or, you know, in, in conjunction with it that I think there's kind of a missed opportunity there to say like, there's this other world that exists around this character. It wasn't just that he popped up at this one time and was, you know, the ultimate opportunist. Because um, that's not what it is. He
0: yeah, it's it's he's adrift. His story is adrift but, in this. But he's also massive era of.
1: But he he's also a, like a student of history. He knows well enough what has happened before him. He's a well of Darth Revan existing four thousand years before him and what happened during that time. He's he knows those stories in the books. You know, it would be a disservice for it to have, you know, if you're going to do you know the first book, as again they won't do it. But if they just did the adaptation of that book. You can't just say, well, 4,000 years earlier, XYZ happened without some other context to that. You know, I mean, we had, you know, in the New Hope, yes, we have, you know, Obi-Wan say, well, the Clone Wars, but that was only a generation removed. That's something that we saw he was directly affected by um, in a New Hope without any other context. To have Darth Bane say, well, I'm, I'm on the hunt for these holocrons that Darth Revan made, you know, 4,000 years ago. I don't know if there's enough bait there for, you know, people who are, aren't you know diehard you know kind of canon or legends junkies that would be able to pick up on it right away I, or, or be willing to pick up on it right away you know and i, I don't want to discredit like, anybody if if,
0: if no, i was just gonna say like if, if if we're gonna do this era i i agree with you rick it's we should have sort of the the surrounding story first the bedrock
2: of the of the old republic yeah, but the, how do you how do you introduce that for which in a movie you know what i mean like, this would you don't be make, a good you way you to don't introduce make that, that, that too,
1: But no, you, I, again, this is <laughs> what we're talking about. You can't, I don't know if they're going to go that route with the movie. This, this could be the, and again, I don't expect to see Darth Bane in a hall of his force choking glory as the center of a character on Disney+. Plus. You might as well just kill off Baby Yoda if that's the route you want to go and tell dark stories. They're not going to do it there. Yeah. You want to set a video game, you want to make some kind of animation, sure, it it works because there are things that you can do. Like Thanos is doing some nasty stuff in like Avengers cartoons because they're cartoons. But I don't know if you try to put a more of a quote unquote realistic slant to this character and, you know, open it up with, you know, the castle from Disney World. You know, you're you know what I mean? Like that's not I don't it. I don't know if it lends itself to that.
2: I agree with you in the sense that when I was thinking about it as well before the show, you know, you can't have the bad guys win in a Star Wars. Unfortunately, you know, you can in a film, but not in a saga. And that's just the way it is. George Lucas has reiterated that multiple times that these stories have to be hopeful and have to remain that way for children.
3: But they did it in, in, in 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 a trilogy, in the prequels,
2: the bad guys do win. Yeah, but it's part of the saga, right?
1: Yeah, we, we know what that endpoint is for them. We know that this is a story, the precursor to what we've already known. If if the prequels also, were what came out originally, it would have been a hard sell because it, it, there's no happy ending to it.
2: That's it. Like with Luke and Leia. Unless we, you knew six know, more we were coming. Know. There's that hopeful ending there at the end. There's also that that ray of light, you know. Yeah, I mean,
0: it's it, it, to me, this is really tricky. Like there, obviously there's a lot of people who would plunk down whatever money they would have for, for anything with Darth Bane in it and, and in whatever context they decide to put it in but yeah, he's got to be anchored and we have to get the context for how this guy exists in the, in the universe before you go whole hog and say here is a Darth Bane movie or a Darth Bane focused project you can't just if they announce tomorrow uh, Taika Waititi's movie is about Darth Bane <laughs> No way! (laughs) First of all, I'm I'm just throwing no, no way. Of course, no way. I'm just I'm just you know throwing names out there for no reason. But it's it wouldn't make sense. But throw any attach any director. I don't care. Like you just can't kick it off with a Darth Bane movie. You're gonna have most people go who what? I don't understand this. Like what? Who is Darth Bane? You'd have you'd have like a, a sliver of, of fandom losing their minds because Darth Bane's going to the screen, and that's all they want. But most people will go, I don't understand this. Who's Darth Bane? They those are the people that you need to rope in with like a saga movie. And if he's going to be a part of that, then it's fine. You can bring in Darth Bane and have him be your your antagonist in a in a old Republic saga. And then if the character takes off. Hell, then you get Drew Carpenter to come in and do new Darth Bane books and whatever else, but to me, to just to to adapt is a is a, just almost like a straight no for me. Like we need the bedrock first, like you said, Rick. We need the context of of the galaxy in that time, and then we weave in Darth Bane and all all his Sith workings.
3: That's yeah, and that it's is. Tough. Uh... It's tough to. <laughs> Uh, I see. I see your guys' point, but um, I mean, they could they could come up with something that's like just blows your socks off, and it's like, okay,
2: I'm intrigued. Establish a lot of stuff, but like, it it's true what Rick had said prior. Like, the fact that he has so many followers and whatnot, you start tampering with what's actually canonical to them. You're gonna yeah, have but a, that doesn't
3: work. There is no canon. What's canon is canon, not canon to you and canon to me.
2: What's I canon agree. Is canon. We're on the same page, but that's not the reality for a lot of people out there, unfortunately.
3: Yeah, well, that's not...
2: The reality is not reality. Uh, well, it's going to cause a shitstorm and Disney's not...
1: You well, know, that, I mean, that's the calculus to they, that. have
0: to, they have to do, right? And I'm sure they do. Like, They know that if they deviate from this guy's source material, there will be hell to pay. Now, whether or not they go, well, look, you're going to have... A bunch of video game nerds and, and book nerds making a lot of noise does that add up to anything in terms of tarnishing the brand maybe they go no it doesn't we're still look at all this stuff we endured in 2017 2018 2019 we're flying high we're good let's just do what we want so i, I don't know i have a question um, man. If,
3: if you're playing with uh we talked about video games earlier if, if you're playing with luke skywalker and jedi fallen order can you do that Nothing
1: I'm aware no.
3: of. Rick, no, you finished it. No. So then, what's, there's no, there's no what's the in other game. in what's the one? Fallen Order.
1: No, he was, in, he was in Battlefront.
3: Battlefront. he was in okay, Battlefront. Battlefront. So let's say you're playing with Luke in Battlefront, right? And he dies. Do you get mad because it's not canon? It's a video game.
1: I you would be I mean? mad just because I'm playing a video game and I died, regardless <laughs> if it's Luke or not. No, but
3: that's what I'm saying. It's like, you, there, do the, the, you have? To, if people are basing the the, the story, the canon story. Of Star Wars on what's what happens in a video game, I'm sorry guys, but gotta grow up a little. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, I understand the source material, I understand the books, and and that that's a little bit more uh, contentious, right? But like as far as the video game stuff, I don't know, man. You got no, you have no leg to stand on
0: in there. Like it's 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 fantasy to begin like with. Like the the video games, they they fill the cracks, like the squadrons. It's it. This is not canon shaking stuff like we're learning contextual information about how the empire finally fell apart the new republic how that kind of came together it's spackle like we're just we're just filling in yep. details with a cool self-contained story same with fallen order it's it's just it's more fallout from order 66 and and straggling jedi we get the context for it we understand where all that came from
1: I mean, he, here's here's the way I, that Bane I, can fit, though. Since we're talking about video games, we know that we're getting a Fallen Order too. The thing is, Fallen Order is not the title of the game. The title of the game is Star Wars, colon, Jedi, colon. And you could have Star Wars Jedi, the Jedi-Sith war, where you're fighting both sides. You can play as Bane, and you can play as General Hoth, and you learn things, and you figure out, you know, you control these armies and whatever. It could be a much bigger game where he's involved. You know, that could be one avenue that they go in or again we get something completely new that none of us is prepared for or like you said Carlos it is knocks the socks off that they can comp- you know they write some completely new story but still keep the the framework of you know the the build up of the rule of two and whether or not they introduce a Darth Xana, you know his first apprentice whatever that, that kind of character you know who knows what you know the people that are writing these things are you know a little bit smarter than I am uh, when it comes to framing a story you know I've only ever had one story published in my whole life, and that was 11 years ago. So, I mean, I'm not I'm not the expert when it comes to storytelling, but you know, it's still the, the possible. It sucks that we 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 box ourselves in when we talk about expansion of certain characters that exist in legends because we think about the the stories that they're framed in. But they can just take him and the way he looks and write a completely new story around him. That said, if they keep the framework of that story, like I said before, like I don't I I think you're missing some things if you just jump in from him as the end point as of the downfall of the brotherhood of darkness there's another well, what they, story
3: what if they start they start from that point and then i mean they they do prequels like what if they no they... no
1: no more prequels i'm done with that prequels came because <laughs> they could not be done the first time i'm, no, I so I'm tired of that so I, I and i get what you're saying i know you're you're just you could build by being you yeah, yeah. But,
3: yes, but exactly. I, I'm being me. I'm the devil's advocate, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the contrarian. I just want to know, like, like, w- what 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 will make you happy? <laughs> but,
1: I, I I again, well, I, look, I, what, I look what I, we've done. I, I I I don't see them starting a bane story and then and saying, you know, like like gambling with it to say like it made so much money or it did well enough or the show got so many views or streams or whatever that now we're going to go back and tell the backstory of it. I don't know if we're in that frame of movie or storytelling production anymore. And I'm not, I'm not seeing that. look, Look
0: what we do as, as this Star Wars fandom is, has gone nuts ever since the prequels came out. Right. So we lived with episodes four, five, and six forever. And we had hints about what came before, but we just lived with it. We speculated, but when the prequels came out and filled in those details ever since that point, we have been obsessed with the lore and the details, the backstory. Like, look look what happened when uh, the sequels came around and we're introduced to a character like Snoke. And people got furious because we didn't get his backstory in the movie. Right? Like, we people freaked out. Is he Palpatine? Is he Plagueis? People went nuts. And then we still, we never really got an answer until Rise of Skywalker and and. We can debate the uh, validity of of that choice, but <laughs> people wanted answers, and it, they were mad that they well, didn't get the Palpatine answers. Star Wars has specialized if in Bill it. Bill Burris,
1: him, no. he,
3: yeah, <laughs> if Palpatine created him, then he is Palpatine, and since Plagueis was Pal- uh, and, and Palpatine is all the Sith, then all the answers are correct. <laughs> there you go. See how I did that? <laughs> there you go. Uh, that's weed <laughs> logic, people. But, um, <laughs> but quick question if, if you were talking about playing with certain characters in video games, like, could I play with General Hux and make him not be a tool? Like, is that possible? <laughs> You're talking about General Hoth. I'm like, what about General Hux?
1: Maybe in the, the uh, the Lego Skywalker Saga game next oh, year. Oh, yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah, I might have to buy a console just yeah, for there, that there's game. Nothing, there's not much anybody can do to make Hux not be a tool.
4: Yeah.
0: But yeah, I mean, just to just to finish, like, I I don't I I, I don't want to see them get into to, to a place where now we now we need three movies to fill in the backstory to this Bane character who carried a, a saga, but we ne- the fans didn't get his Path of Destruction book one on screen. Ah, oh, what's the... We know the details. Give it to us. Uh, we don't need to be back in that place. Start at the beginning. Move on to the end. Just be logical about it. Tell stories the way that they're supposed to be told. Start with chapter one, end with chapter one. And don't whatever. have JJ. But just start with one. JJ, touch it. <laughs> Please. We've had our... Yeah, let's... We've had our JJ Star Wars... Let's you know, give it the credit it deserves for kickstarting this era of Star Wars and be done with it. Thank you, JJ. <laughs> You've done your job. Go play with Warner. I don't know.
3: I, I don't think you should start you, – uh, you should do a Star Wars trilogy with, oh, maybe this will be cool. <laughs> like it needs to be planned out. If you're going to do three movies, you write the three movies. If you're going to do six movies, you write the six movies. I, I, I don't like this whole uh, in and out thing. Uh, but I agree. I agree with I
2: agree with you, man. And it's not, it can't be like we have a girl and we have a boy. They're oh. both very powerful. And somehow at the and end And
1: that's where babies are made.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, that's the way this trilogy felt to me. It's like we're gonna have this character, yeah, and we're gonna have this let, character. This is where they're gonna let, be let, in the end. I'm gonna, we don't I'm gonna how give how you the Cory version
1: of I'm gonna give you the Corey version of the sequel trilogy. We have a boy, we have a girl, yada yada yada. yada. Somehow Palpatine returned exactly
0: exactly, <laughs> exactly. facepalm yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> somehow Palpatine returned that was such a terrible line too ugh oh boy uh yeah not fun in a, in but, a saga but I, full of terrible lines yeah. somehow that one stands out but I'm <laughs> and it's this exasperate. like you could tell he feels shitty just saying it
2: like yeah Oscar it's Isaac, so true I, I agree with you there man and like I remember seeing that in the theater because things happen so quick it's like everything's happening at a breakneck pace at this point. Cause you know, it's the third film and they got to get a lot of stuff done. But it, the, the first time I was watching it, I was like, oh, really? Like just the way you said it too, man. I was like, Oh yeah.
0: yeah. I found it in there. Well, it feels like it was written in such a way. It was like, come on, man. Like we've got a break for lunch. Like we're going to be back in half an hour. Let's like write the line. Uh, somehow Palpatine returned. Yeah. Okay, good. That's right. <laughs> uh but uh
3: but uh i agree with you guys like you you said it like uh i think it was rick who said like there's no way they're gonna do bring his story to disney plus Uh, and i i don't think it'll be a show on disney plus like like this this screams out movie to me and uh multiple movies uh like this could be the lord of the rings of, of star wars
0: yeah like by all means explore the old republic it's the the backstory that the mythology of just of that section of star wars is waiting to be mined again the question is do you just adapt or do you do something brand new with it just and using like cory said before the attributes of the characters within and just tell a new story and with the you way epic they're doing epic stories that, though, when it comes that.
2: to the films like you're gonna need some kind of cataclysm or something it's gonna be a changing of the guard, you know what I mean? Like a, a new age of men, in a sense, you know? Well, like something the, huge the, way, the,
3: the way it's going to happen, it's going to be Yoda's parents. <laughs> oh, God. Please, <laughs> ha- no. Stop. He, he has to be everywhere. <laughs> it needs to be Yoda.
0: Stop. No more. No more. <laughs> I'm tapping out. I agree with you, man. Uh, cool. Anything else on Darth Bane? Because I think we're gonna wrap up uh, this this week's episode right here, if, if, if we, unless we want to keep talking about Darth Bane. I, I mean, I, I like the news. I, I read the article.
3: I was uh, quite, uh, you know, obviously that's super skim, like on 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 details. Like it's just, yeah. Uh, so it's it's, but it's fun to talk about. But um, like, if we give us enough time, we could come up with a whole synopsis that we can like, you know, build our whole head cannon around, and then. Have them come up with something in a year or two, and then we could crap all over what they did because our story's better, uh, or we could just like what they do, <laughs> and
0: uh, yeah, uh, I'm I'm good with that as well. Well, here's one of the dangers of going back in time. I think is, do we agree that Palpatine is the worst guy who's ever lived?
1: Um, no, uh, Toro Toro Calican exists.
4: That's a good point. Oh my god. Yeah.
3: And Dex is way too happy about those saber darts. So I don't know. I just.
0: But I think Palpatine is framed as like this guy is the worst. And he would like the, the tactics he used to trick everybody make him the worst. And just how ruthless and pitiless and... definitely the sneakiest
3: the sneakiest and most insidious like hence darth sidious like he's he it's it's his character to be he's a politician so it's he's definitely the snake as opposed to bane being like bane
0: the badass so, so i what they would have right? to do yeah so that's what they would have to do with it They have to frame him much differently then because palpatine you right is is the guy who sort of infects and sort of spreads quietly like a met- metastasizing cancer quietly until it's too late this other guy you, you can't have bane be the same guy he just has to be this out there violent evil
2: yeah.
0: warlord almost
2: to counter, be like
0: to, to contrast you
2: merely adopted the dark i was born in it molded by it
0: because you 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 can't uh, you can't kick off this new era of Star Wars with this guy as your titular villain, and in the end he just pales to Palpatine. Like it would just make the whole thing fall flat. So you have to you have to create the character so that he's fundamentally different from Palpatine. So you don't go,
1: well, who's the ass? Oh, but
0: that conversation's going to happen d- regardless. Different.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. But people are. Stupid. The thing is,
1: we have to look at Palpatine as the culmination of everything that Bane started he is the end point to the rule of two. and if 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 they don't write bane in a way that says that he is the architect of this thing, you know, who was who was you know smart enough to plant that first seed. yeah, i mean he cannot be an equal to palpatine. he's he is fundamentally different from palpatine in the way that the books are written. he is a lot more brute force. um he uses his intelligence in a completely different way because he decides to operate from the shadows. Um, Palpatine yeah, but, but, but does the same thing, but Palpatine has a public, please. Palpatine has a public persona that he can hide behind. Bane does not have that. He exists completely outside of everything yes, and yes. only shows his face when, when he feels that it is advantageous to him.
3: But, but that's, that, that's Palpatine's genius is, is he knows that he can't come out as a Sith because he will be destroyed.
1: He has right, to exactly.
3: he, ha, he has to play behind the scenes, and that thus the insidious nature of his of of, of his evil. But um, he he had to learn from the failures of the previous Sith, uh, which fundamentally makes him different than Bane. Like uh, c- c- like in a lightsaber duel, would Sidious uh, be able to handle Bane? Maybe, but you can't take over the galaxy with a lightsaber duel, just like you can't defeat the First Order. With a lightsaber, or a laser sword. No, that,
0: yeah, that that that's no great point. That that's a very good point. So he does have to come off completely different. Like you don't want, like you said, Carlos. We're going to do that anyway. Who's the who's the better Sith or the worse Sith? That's gonna that conversation is going to happen. But you really got to try to avoid it as storytellers. so that you because if if you ha- have this pantheon of villains and you know the end point of your saga being rise of skywalker and you know where the the baddest of the bad you know how it plays out for them there's always that inherent risk that your villain in other stories it just ends up falling flat and that's like i want to have a believable villain in star wars yeah like i think we've had a bit of issue with that in the last well, we five have, years we, I, I, we have a believable. bit of a blueprint
3: with maul right like when you see maul like he's he's dark he's evil he's smart he's able to like uh track down uh Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan and he ends up ki- killing Qui-Gon and he's able to save himself from death from being cut in half and like he's definitely a badass but his character flaw is is who he is and he's always meant to He's stupid. Well, he's he's too brute. He <laughs> he's not he's yeah. not the intellectual that Palpatine is. So you could still, still try I, I, right? I was just gonna bench. bring
1: up that same comparison, Carlos.
3: Yeah. So you could bring up you can make Bane the ultimate badass who who creates this whole thing, but he still doesn't get to his end goal and he fails in the end because he has to.
0: That's just the way it is. You make him like Brock Lesnar, huh. right? Like he's just like he shows up on the scene and he's everybody's scared shitless of this guy who's seven feet tall and he's made of of metal and he, he's he's intimidating as hell. That's got to be the the thing you take from Bane is that he's just scary. He's huge. He's violent. He's evil, which is completely different from Palpatine, who's this sweet sweet old man, as my 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 son likes to call Palpatine, is a sweet <laughs> old guy. Like he's he subverts and he tricks you. Bane has to be the opposite, where he—he's just—he's gonna—he's gonna run you through with a lightsaber if you look at him yeah. sideways. And he'll have no no problem just saying, "All right, let's—I'm gonna lead an army onto the field and, well, let's kill everybody." So he's got to be a bit of a blunt object like that, which again, maybe then runs the risk of making a one dimensional villain. I don't know. Uh, there's there's lots of capable storytellers out there that that can prevent that from happening, but. Uh, Star Wars needs a good villain because I don't think we really had one in the season. I, th- I think you make him you make him
3: a, a multi dimensional character by starting at the beginning. Like if you if you if you, and I, that, this is where I agree with Rick. Like if if you see him r- straight in the middle, like you don't know how he got to that point, then he might just come off as a one dimensional character. Uh, so in a way, I, I agree with you guys. Like it should start from the beginning, and obviously. Well,
1: he- He has a bit of a backstory in the first book. Again, if they choose to adapt it, you know, he was abused by his father. He ends up on this mining planet. Then that's when he starts to feel things in the Force when he's a little bit older. His anger is deep seated. It's always been there for him. So, I mean, you can, I guess you can kind of have that. But again, if you're going to do, and I know they won't, but if you're going to do a one to one adaptation for the way the books are, you cannot just have it just. He points in the story where I'm aw- I am i know of you, Darth Revan, I'm finding your holocron. Like you can't just throw that in there without any kind of context. There has to be something else to that. When the books were written, the old Republic stuff already existed. So everybody who was reading these books was aware of that other stuff to frame that in its own self standing story. It again, if you're doing it as a one-to-one, it, it can't be done properly without the context of the old Republic before it, you can have him be a character who was abused and, you know, had these terrible things happen to him growing up and that led him down that dark path. That's kind of what we didn't get for Ben Solo, Kylo Ren. We were just told that he was bad and sad and, you know, has you know more conditioner than anybody else in the Star Wars universe for his goddamn hair. But bad voices. But but it's not. We never see that tortured origin for him. We're we're led to accept that, and that's one of the problems I have with Kylo Ren. But to have somebody like bane who becomes the conduit by which all of the dark side is completely reset and reformed you cannot just have that of like you know you can't tell that story without knowing the powers that the dark side was able to elevate themselves to through I the brotherhood of the darkness and a, and how these existed or like yeah child. but but again but that's a big risk are they willing to put the money down and say here's where we're going to start this new saga with somebody that most people don't know in a time frame that is completely foreign to them um even though it is still in the next saga no one's
2: gonna know who they are man like hopefully
1: ideally yeah Yeah, it it would be nice to get away from things but but there has to be some groundwork that's why everybody's thinking that the high republic is going to be the next kickoff point for whatever expansion of the canon is going to be because they're laying the groundwork for it right now and then people will see the movies come out and then they'll say you know oh well, there's a, these books that i got to pick up the same way we talked about you know darth maul coming in and like but now we're all telling people go back and, and watch clone wars his whole story is there because he popped up in solo you know what i mean like there's the bedrock is there for people if they choose to find it as opposed to just having the story exist without any of that i would cause more confusion
0: you know with the, the amount of platforms that that Lucasfilm has at its disposal it maybe it's smart for them to say here is a, a Darth Bane origin story and you make it a book because the people who are going to read it are hardcore anyway and will figure it out like they either already know the character so they kind of get the context the rest of us like rick you and i are going to read the book anyway we're going to tell carlos and Corey about the the, the details we're going to we're going to all the people listening we're going to Give them that info anyway. It's the other 70% of, of casual audience who, when they go see a Star Wars movie, they don't care. They just want to see the space mm-hmm. wizards. So when you get into episode one of the Old Republic movies, they're not going to care that Darth Bane is already a full-powered bad guy. They don't really care where he comes from. Most viewers don't. It's us listening to the show who want to know where did he come from. So you can do that in a, in a book, build that character up on that end, and then... Once you kind of get everybody acclimated, the people who are like maybe who want the details or who are going to make a mess if you change his backstory, if you get them acclimated in a book before you go to the big screen with them, that's probably a smarter it's a slower burn, but maybe even a smarter path to get that backstory cemented, then take it to the screen so that most people aren't going to care anyway. And anybody who does has access to that backstory. So, and, and so use use your books use your comics use a video game but the you know the Disney plus stuff the movie stuff that's that's their that's the one that they you know that's the gold standard for them that's where they make their their huge bank that's where Star Wars' reputation is, is made or broken so just keep those those movies you know, Star Wars for all intents and purposes again people don't care as long as it's full of action and, and space wizards audiences do don't give a rip where they come from. Anyway, that's, that's written and directed by
1: Ryan Johnson. <laughs> I would take it. <laughs> I, yeah, I'd be down for that.
0: I would take it too. I'm still, you know, we're still Corey. Any any word on Ryan Johnson? Is he still? has he has he been fired recently? Google
2: this. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna believe this. No, yeah, really. About an hour ago, he was confirmed. Jesus. And like literally two seconds ago, I'm seeing right now he's off the project again.
1: Oh, oh man, that sucks. Hashtag Johnson watch.
2: God, oh, God. So it was on Read the Headlines. Oh. The roller coaster never ends. The it never ends. Poor guy. Good lord. Poor Johnson. Awards day.
3: Like poor guy. <laughs>
0: Uh, anyway, so there's uh, there's our chat about Darth Bane, the projects that may or may not be in the works about him. Let's see what they do. But uh, obviously, we're going to wait on word for that. I, who knows? I, I don't know even when they would see fit to announce anything. I mean, I don't I don't see them announcing any big stuff until well into 2021. I I, I don't see it happening. When, when was Celebration moved to? Was it next year or 20? Oh, it was 22, right? Yeah. And D23 was also pushed until. 2022 if i'm not no mistaken. i
1: thought uh, d23 was pushed again to 23 wasn't it just last week
0: was it pushed? i think oh, so you might be right so. yeah because they wouldn't do this they wouldn't do d23 and and celebration in the same year so like 20 they have no there's there's no pressing matters for them to, to get to it next year oh my god we could be waiting for we could be waiting a long time uh for any news holy smokes Obviously, we've got to find out about about what Taika Waititi's doing. That's got to be something they tell us next year. But otherwise, eh, who knows? But uh, that is it for this podcast. We did have one other story to talk about, but uh, I think we've gone long enough here. So we're going to put a pin in it and call it a day. And thank Rick for coming in, being the MVP today, man. Rick, thank you so much, man. It's been a blast having you back.
1: Thanks for... Uh, for inviting me on in the 11th hour it's been a lot of fun and and I, I do miss you know chatting with you guys i love you guys all very much and and um um yeah i i don't i have anything else to say you know maybe one day pete and uh, i will have uh each or all of you on uh jam transmissions sometime soon
0: oh yeah oh boy I oh boy
1: it. so
0: rick plug away Tell us about Jam Transmissions, where we can find the pod, all that stuff.
1: Uh, yeah, so you can find uh, Jam Transmissions on the Twitter machine uh, at jtcomlink. Um, You know, we're on pretty much every major podcatcher, all the good ones out there. Um, you can also find all of our shows at jamtransmissions.com. Uh, we do encourage uh, emails, and we want to hear what people think, um, just what their opinions are, any questions. Uh, and, you know, we, we do a lot with the books and the comics. You can reach us at uh, comlink.com. At jamtransmissions.com, um, you know, emails voicemails, just like anybody who does with a uh, Sabre here. Uh, me personally, you can find me on Twitter at Cadbanines Bounty, where I am, uh, you know generally trying to have a bit of fun, you know, uh, posting memes and uh, giving Carlos the middle finger whenever I get the chance to on, on Twitter. So find me there.
0: I like how you say like you're trying to have fun on Twitter. It, you really got try so to I'm trying so hard. I
1: it's, it's, it's a losing It's, it, it's an uphill battle. It sucks.
0: <laughs> it really is, man. Twitter is, is quite the place these days for lots of reasons. Holy cow. It's you break a sweat trying to have fun in there now. Um, Carlos, where can we find you? Y'all can find me on Twitter and Instagram
3: at, uh, see music or at the funny Carlos. And I would urge everybody to go. To uh, your favorite podcatcher and look up the Tol Podcast Thinking Out Loud and subscribe and listen to my last episode where I had a cameo from Gilbert Gottfried So uh, go check that out.
2: Ooh, cool, Corey. Well, let me tile, I tell you Kyle, Rick, <laughs> and Carlos
0: because you guys are the only you ones. You're gonna listening. come tile my kitchen? <laughs> sure. You going to come tile oh, my sorry. bathtub? Uh
2: huh. <laughs> Either way, you three can come hit me up on Twitter at (laughs) Chop Rules with a Z. And if not, find us on our closed Facebook group.
1: Uh, From the deep American South, Corey (laughs) Russo.
0: You should see how red Corey's neck gets when uh, when he spends a little time in the sun. My my
2: neck is permanently red. My son even asked me about it. (laughs)
1: Like,
2: I literally... (laughs) My neck is permanently red. <laughs>
1: Daddy, why are you a redneck? Yep. You, you might neck? be a redneck.
2: <laughs> I've had many people ask me, like, do you have blood pressure issues? Like, and I'm like, no.
1: Does no, it all I stop just, at uh, your neck before it gets to your head?
2: It's kind of really odd. It's just it's that one patch, man. It's very red all oh. the time. <sighs>
0: Oh, man. All right. Uh, you can also find me on uh, in, in the Facebook group that we have, we have carefully curated, and uh, we welcome Sean into the group this past weekend. He became a powerful friend. Thank you, Sean. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Hope you enjoy the bonus content that now you have access to. Uh, so if you want to be like Sean and be a hero, you can check us out over on Patreon. Become one of our powerful friends and uh, help support us in what we do because we do a lot of extra audio. Uh, so you can find that at patreon.com slash tumblingsaber. Otherwise, come jump into the Facebook group and have some fun with us. We're always talking Star Wars and having a good old time and, and making fun of each other. and It's it's all in good fun. We love it. We love each other in there. It's it's a great time. Otherwise, I'm on Twitter, on Instagram, doing nothing at all, uh, but I'd still love to connect with you there. Uh, so that's it. Let's give a shout out to Rob Wade for endorsing this episode as part of the E14 Endorsed Program. You can learn more about that and the other pods that are E14 endorsed over at Emotionally14.com. Uh, so that's going to do it for this week, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I'm sure you, you had to have. Rick's here. Of course you love the podcast. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, let us know what you think. And uh, as, as always, guys, we're, we, we love having you on board. If you want to be a part of the podcast, TumblingSaver at gmail.com is the way to get in touch with us. And we will talk to you again next week. Until then, everybody. May the force be with you. And also, Happy,
1: happy birthday, Stu. our hearts up to the Lord.
4: Static draws me closer to your place, willing me through my dreams, fall away. Signs blindly to the lines on your face, beating strong, drifting.